Jarts Municipal Mania. Mania, 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 mania. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Heard every Wednesday at 11 a.m. right here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. And hey. today, RVA Dirt is a drag. Hey! The good kind. The good kind, because we're tired, y'all. We're tired of this Panasonic. Panera bread that we have been stuck in for a year now (laughs) and we wanted to invite our absolute favorite entertainers to the show to share with us how they've gotten by um doing drag in a panty i'm just saying it's rough stuff yeah because we all stuck in the house and some of our favorite things to do and i know the last time we all kind of got together and did a rva dirt field trip and we actually just had our annual field trip would have been last week which would have been richmond restaurant experience yeah we would have done a trolley yeah it was the trolley and we couldn't have that this year because of the panorama that's happening so we couldn't have that you know and so one of our other famous you know rituals that we always do we always go down to wabi sabi in petersburg mm-hmm. and we go see our you know famous queens and we can't do that because we in a whole, you know, panda bear. So here we go. Now what? But um, Richmond Queens really did come together and give us like drive-in drag last huh. year. And I remember I was at the very last one where we all uh, froze our little booties off, but it was totally worth it. And so some of y'all were there and I'd like for everyone to introduce themselves. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, whatever you want to say about you is totally fine. And we will start with Chicky. Hi everyone. My name is Chicky Parm. I've been doing drag for six years now here in Richmond. I do a lot of stuff around the city. I get to travel a lot outside of a um, panda bear. Is that correct? Um. <laughs> Does it start with pan? Yeah, yeah, I, I like when they go, like, I heard, I've heard, um, I like when it's so bad that it doesn't even start with Pam, like, uh, like maybe, uh, like, Papa Bear even, or like, just P.A. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. But yeah, that's me. All right. Melanin. Uh, yes, I am Melanin Monroe. I've been performing in Richmond, Virginia, born and raised, by the way, for four years now. Um, I am the host of Black Girl Magic every first Saturday of the month at Fallout RBA, and I'm just here to have a good time. I'm your auntie's favorite auntie. Hey. Javon? Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Javon Love. I have been doing drag for three years, and I am a very, like, crazy dancer. I would say, like, a really... I try to give an out-of-this-world performance. I like to do a lot of things with fashion. I love a lot of looks, and I'm a stylist. So I've been trying to, um, you know, do a little something-something on the side while I, you know, work at Target and do drag. So that's me. (laughs) Give them the looks, baby. Give them the looks. A little look, you know. A little look. And Identity Crisis, it's your turn. Hello, everybody. My name's Identity Crisis. Uh, My pronouns are they and she. Um, And I've been doing drag for... 
like three-ish years, but really only dedicating to it since October 2019. I feel like my drag's a mix of like scary, stupid, and slutty. Like I like impersonations. I like to give like a sexy leather look. I also like to throw myself around and like run around and scream and just be (laughs) stupid. So I like it to just be a good time. Um, I think drag is a really good place to build community, whether it's with other performers or people coming to the show. Um, That's always an opportunity to educate and to engage in that kind of way. And I work in education outside of drag as well. So that's kind of my like trajectory. Yes. Come on. Yes. Work. Urban face today. May we add. I know. Face. Thank you. These bags, I'm just tired. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> this oh choker is everything too. Yes. Right. $10. Come on, Amazon. Oh, I love but me some Amazon. We're gonna we're gonna have a conversation about we know. that because <laughs> <laughs> y'all know that I, I yeah. Not the practices. Not the practices. I do. I do though, but I stay close to my drag friends because y'all know a bitch. um, uh, Excuse me. uh, 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 A heifer with big feet. (laughs) Not that. Not that. that. Y'all haven't (laughs) seen her feet. No. Y'all have y'all not seen these size twelve feet on the sis? I I size twelve. Size twelve. I remember you said that. (laughs) Yes. And I have to stay close to my drag babies because y'all know where to find. It's hard to find shoes. Yes. I don't know where y'all be finding them from, but I will stop a queen. Excuse me. (laughs) I literally have every time I always go to the shoe show in Southside Plaza. Yes. Well, that I mean, will, maybe I maybe I need to just punch you in the head in the throat once or twice and get in there before you get in there because I don't be getting them in there. When I go, they be gone. Oh yeah. They, I they, always try to start. Melanin got me on Fashion Nova and like they really do have some boss shoes. I normally look on pretty little thing. Little but thing. yeah, Mm-mm. pretty little thing got um, up to a size 10 though. So sometimes you gotta look on some other sites. No, you gotta be on. You gotta be somewhere else. Cause, but that Amazon comes through with a size twelve every once in a while. <laughs> they do. Okay. Yep. So, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, well, thank y'all. We're so glad that y'all are here with us today to just talk about. And for and for those, I'm sure our listeners are like, "Why the hell are y'all talking about this today? What does this got to do with anything?" Nothing. Um, excuse me. We're in a panoramic. We're in a. <laughs> we're, we're we're in a panadorium right now. Okay. <laughs> what is making up? A panadorium. Yes. I get that tattooed on my chest. Just panadorium. 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 Yes. And 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 one of the things that people are not talking about, you know, we one of the things that that we all need to express right now is having fun and enjoying life. And yes. if we're not talking about what we're doing to do that, if we're not talking about mental health, if we're not talking about what we're doing to take care of each other and self-care, I don't know why we're, I mean, a lot of us are extroverts. I know I am. And I need to see people. I need to see faces. Mm-hmm. I need to love on folks. I miss seeing all my little drag babies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's a community. Yes. You know, and yes. so you're not connecting, yeah. you're not touching your community. And Yes. When, when this started and we got locked down, like, who was the one who said, let's do some drive-in drag? Like, how did that start? That was Grace Sweatpants. Grace Sweatpants, yep. Grace Sweatpants. I was like, yeah, we she, can still do this. She works at Diversity, right? Yep. Okay. She's on yeah. the, I think she's on the board at Diversity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a super natural fit. Yeah, over the summer and throughout a bit of the fall, we did drive-in shows at Diversity thrift and i don't know about you guys but for me they were like the first gigs i was doing mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Lockdown. And they were outside. They're in a giant parking lot. I mean, it could mm-hmm. not have felt better or safer. And you, I mean, I remember the first couple shows there, like just seeing every car felt like this overwhelming reunion. <laughs> you know? Hey. Yeah. The, the was, first time I cried because I was just like, I saw everybody and it was, it was nice to just be able to, even if it's from a social distance, be able to see everyone and like interact with people again that you miss and care that. about. Yeah. I'm tell you, they were hell to work though, too, because oh my, <laughs> so freaking hot! It was so hot. I, it, I would pass out in the back afterwards. What else did you do? Cartwheels up and down the daggone street. Uh, cartwheels, you <laughs> know. Some, you did several why. of them up and down the street, like we had. And I would go into me. splits, splits and dips. Like I, it was a lot on granite, not on, on the granite, baby. <laughs> on the asphalt, asphalt baby. I'm in, I work in an office. I don't know anything about the outdoors. I will say that was the best work that I got all all of the pandemic, though. All my tights were torn. (laughs) After the show, I was like, oh, man, I really stuffed on these rocks. Scuffing up all the shoes. All the Mm -hmm. shoes. Yeah. When it first happened and everything started shutting down, were you like, what the hell am I going to do with myself? Like, what was your thoughts about that? Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but you guys, you two RVA dirt kind of saved my ass a little bit in the beginning. Do you remember this? I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> so hoping maybe you would bring it up. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's how I know you two. So as things were shutting down, like before it was like, oh, this is really real. Um, I had a huge show yeah. planned for Monday, March 16th. It would have been a year ago today. Wow. Oh and yeah. we were having uh-huh. Nina West from RuPaul's Drag Race coming. Oh, oh, I remember. Yes. And so that got canceled. So my thought was, oh, we're about to shut down. Let me do one last hurrah and gather some girls up so like we can get some last minute money. And so Fallout can make some last minute money. Mm-hmm. And um, I got tons of shit on Twitter for it because in it, it, it my like, you know, I didn't who yes. knew what was happening yet. You know, I, I was right. like, let this be the last one. Let me do one more. <laughs> it was very yeah. that. Or that was my mindset. And so I got shit on Twitter and I said, um, all right, if you're going to complain, then pay up. <laughs> <'Cause that's laughs> what I'm I mean, because that's what I'm doing it for. I don't, I mean, you can yell at me, but I'm going to do it anyway. So mm-hmm. you guys retweeted me and sent me money, I remember. And I ended up making way more than I would have made in the show. Thank you. Oh, but that was a lot because of you guys. And I really appreciate that. Excellent. It really helped me get through that that's first so little sweet. bit. Well, awesome. I wanted to make sure as somebody who is immunocompromised that fans and stuff wouldn't come out and just gather like in this herd and just pass it everywhere. And Richmond would have, you know, a crisis because they went right. to one last drag show. I know. I, I understand. And, I understand. But we wanted you guys to be paid. Like, it's yeah. important that you guys, y'all survive too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? Yeah, it was very It's not just restaurant workers. I mean, there's comedians that are out of work, musicians <laughs> that are out of work, and our queens are, you know, being threatened to be out of work too. And so we're, <laughs> we happily retweeted anyone who put mm-hmm. out a cash app for that yep. because- we want y'all to survive and still be here and still be like dedicated to your craft. And I, I yeah. understood it in three days. I went my, I'm, I'm in a business that, you know, thrives on, you know, uh, parties and stuff like that. I'm a, an event florist. Oh, okay. And so yeah. at the closing of the, you know, of the panoramic door, honey. That <laughs> <was the> <laughs> yeah. That's what I was really worried about too, with my styling. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to like work with my clients during like 
Because if they're taking pictures, they can't wear a mask. So it's like, mm-hmm. I kind of was like, am I going to have to put my styling on the back burn? But like, luckily, there's always like ways to social distance. So they would come and stand like at a social distance area. Um, they would already have the clothes prepared for them and stuff. Um, I know for me, like after once the pandemic hit, I was like, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to have gigs throughout this thing. But luckily, like they said, with Grace Sweatpants uh, booking us for like the drive and drag, like that really got my hopes back up because I kind of hit like a little bit of a depression, you know, Mm -hmm. where I was like, I'm probably, this was like my, you know, drag is our life. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, I know it helped made me feel more confident and it just got me out of bed some days. So uh, it definitely kind of hit hard sometimes throughout the pandemic, like not being able to do it as much and and realizing how much money you missed out on, you know. Yeah. And I mean, whether we like it or not, everything comes back down to how much coin you have. So so many folks have just been struggling. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, like anytime you just want to, you know, throw out a cash app, we'll retweet that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) After the the drive through, uh, the drive and drag has wrapped up. Like, what have what have y'all been doing to kind of pass the time? I mean, have you been doing stuff like this? Like, what? How do you adapt? Well, luckily, I mean, I personally have been experiencing recently. Shows are coming back more and more, pretty much every month at this point. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Mel and I both run shows at Fallout, which they have. When I tell you every foot of space is accounted for i am not exaggerating at all yep. like we're having like 40 people depending on party size i mean we, we make a map for every individual show um of how cd work we're taking cash tips with like a sanitized butterfly net i mean we're doing the, the most butterfly <laughs> yeah the yeah, butterfly yeah. nets are so cute yeah so we're trying to do the most i mean in-person shows you know just frankly are back and are becoming more and more back at this point um but it is just a matter of doing them as safely as possible i mean admittedly i i just want my crowd to feel as safe as humanly possible you know what i mean like i don't really care that much anymore um but i'm i'm not immunocompromised you know i'm pretty healthy but like i just want everyone who comes to fall or any of the shows i'm doing to just feel like oh they're doing this as well as a humanly possibly good and i think we are doing that in fallout yep i would agree with that absolutely i definitely agree a lot of bars i i noticed that like fallout does like they you know they like sit at your table and if you need something somebody will come and and grab it for you like you don't have to get up and yeah we have a server walking around it's the fallout applebee's crossover event of the century (laughs) (laughs) not applebee's it's so funny having a server Yeah, having a server was such a gag for me because I'm like, Fallout, having a server. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, little wings with your spanking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's why it really tickled me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. I've I've actually always wondered, how do y'all come up with your persona? Was it just always in you, like who you secretly are? Um, do, you, do you just cultivate it over years i'm the same person in and out of drag so same like, like, the whole melanin persona is literally the exact same energy and everything that i am out when i'm just regularly me i know for me i grew up a lot like in the late 2000s was like what i like to call like the queerest time for entertainment and like pop music like i was in my room listening to like a whole beyonce album and like like lip syncing it in my bedroom like just dancing to it for hours i would like 
And I feel like that's where my stamina for drag came from because I would be in my room for like three or four hours just dancing and like lip syncing. And I feel like I always wanted to be on stage and entertain. Like I was like, but I would, I could never do that. And drag was literally the gateway of me feeling like that pop star that I like that nostalgia feeling of, of just being happy and feeling free dancing. And I think that's why it's, it's easier for me to dance in front of a crowd because I try to see it as like, the full fantasy that I was living when I was like 13 dancing in my room. <laughs> and um, I really love fashion. I love like high fashion stuff. So I was like, I want to mix between that little 13 year old gay who was dancing and the high fashion couture that I saw in my head, you know? So that was me. You probably <laughs> come through with the pageant answer. <laughs> was that a pageant answer? Very much. You told a whole story. You answered the I question perfectly. I was trying perfectly. to make sure I answered. Thank you. Because y'all know I'd be struggling to talk sometimes. Melanin will tell you. Melanin will tell y'all. I'll be like lips. I'll try to sing a song and I will just start remixing the words because I don't know. I don't, I don't know all the words of the song. Baby, it's the Javon like, remix. Watermelon cantaloupe. Watermelon cantaloupe. But I mean, obviously, like you don't know. I literally, I mean, when I perform, perform, like, I know my songs, but, like, obviously, when we be yeah, yeah, yeah. drunk, yeah, when we're drunk watching, um, what was it, Meet Dreamgirls, I'll be like, uh... I have a question for my sister, since it was touched on by you guys. Do you, do you think I'm the same in and out of drag, personality-wise? I've been told differently, and I don't know. Hmm. Um, I've seen you at shows, and you, like, give the same energy, I feel like. It's very, very warm and turned up. Okay, then, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, that's, so. Well, I was... that's to me, it is... Sure. I remember the um why can I never remember the name of the the spot that's on like that island? You know, oh, it's like yeah. near Yes. Um Eastern Shore Pride that we the, do. Eastern Shore Pride. Yeah, when we did that and like I talked to you, remember the question I was like, "Chicky, do you have emotions?" <laughs> oh yeah, like, you have yeah. emotions. Yeah. And you just were like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Cuz like that's that's fully Chicky's like comedy and personality. Like was that's it? was it you or someone else? Is. Was it you or someone else at that gig said, do you think it's possible for you to fall in love? <laughs> I don't, I think that was there too. Was it, um, was it, was it Sweet Pickles? pickles? I, I think, think it so. was Pickles. <laughs> pickles was like, is it capable for you to be, like, I was like, I swear y'all, Chicky, sometimes you'll go into this mode where you'll like, you'll be super focused and like doing your thing and you can immediately just like turn it off and you'll just be like, okay, yeah. So like, how would you, I'm like, I love it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's the just business mode switch. Yeah. I'm, I'm hyper-focused on like the coordinating of it all until it's like time to stop coordinating. I think. I wish that I could have that much control over my, over my focus. Cause I lose, <laughs> I lose track of my Hello? focus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what about you, Identity Crisis? Because you really are a different sort of queen and it's really up my alley, the like spooky weird. Yes. When I saw you do the Pennywise. Yes. Like the, the stupid winds like blowing it in my face. Oh, the wind was, I was terrible. So, I was so upset. So I just had to walk backwards the whole time. It was so impressive. <laughs> oh, no. I was so creeped out and I like couldn't get it out of my head. Oh, thank you. Thank like, you. I'm sending, I'm sending this bitch 15 bucks right now. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I, I think for me, I'm a very quiet, introverted person, probably as you can tell. Um, I feel like in drag, I'm like more sociable, which is probably saying a lot when I'm still like still really introverted in drag. <laughs> I know I feel like drag for me is much more an extension of like who I actually am. Um, I feel really reserved when I'm out of drag. I would say reserved, like very, I don't want to say professional. Like I'm just not closed off. I'm just like very quiet. 
Um, but in drag, I feel like I can just like be myself and like, I can wear whatever I want. And people are like, oh my gosh, that's great. And I'm like, wow, so nice. I love validity, right? So for me, Period. it's a way, right? Like, you know, it's a way for me to just kind of like embrace who I am, like gender wise. And I like to play with gender in that kind of way. And like, it was a way for me to kind of cope with my own personal struggles, my struggles with my identity and mental health and just like putting it out there. And if people like it, like, cool, you do. Um, like I, I'll do, you know, during the, there was a competition last 2019 to 2020 called Godfrey's Glamazon. And I did a number where I was literally covered in blood and like tied up in duct tape. And I can do that, but then I can also do like a disco song. Like it's just really whatever I feel like. And who won that competition? I, wonder. I don't know. Some, some bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Identity <laughs> crisis one. She's yes. a winner, baby. I like yes. the modest like flex. I don't know. So, I don't know. <laughs> Someone. It was so long ago. I know. <laughs> you look. I think it's time for another crown. Period. I got vaccinated, so I'm ready. Yeah. Give me two weeks. Yes. That's right. Give me two weeks. Two got that Johnson and Johnson. Oh, you oh, did. One and done. Oh, I, I felt like I'm I felt so like death envious. the day after, but really, don't tell me. I'd that. rather have a day worth of death than like yeah, like a feeling life like shit for two weeks. Yeah, like actually I, dying. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I got. I I'm got ready to get Pfizer. back out there. Brand, you got Pfizer, right? And I you got, got Pfizer, and I didn't have any um any side effects. So, yeah, I, um, I, I still I, have. I got my second shot. I'm two shots short. I'm ready to go. That's awesome. Yes. Oh my god, I've never been so thirsty for somebody to stab me with a needle in my life. I've been trying to get an appointment. I know. I keep refreshing the freaking Rite Aid thing. Literally. If you go to like the a list, isn't Department it? of Health website, yeah. register there. And I they, registered on that one Every already, time yeah. they text you and tell you to update your information, even if oh, your information hasn't changged, just update it mm-hmm. because okay. it puts you back up. Oh, yep. uh, Let me go in there and do that right now. And I've been. I know. I'm gonna go on my laptop. Okay, not to bring it back to identity crisis again, but I just want to say identity crisis. Um, One of my favorite things about you is you are such a good dancer while being spooky. I think it's such a fun, like, was it dichotomy or I don't know, two thing? Uh, Contrast, contrast. (laughs) 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 Where you'll do like a spooky look, but then you're such like a good like vogue dancer. I think that's like not a common gig combination it's really really fun yeah we stand the versatility yeah i just love it i love this group anyway which 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 is like drag in and of itself it's the mug for me i'm still stuck on this mug it is so good i love it are you gonna start is the beard a thing or did you just not want to shave today I'm not going to tell my secrets. <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs> see what I was thinking. Like, no, I, I didn't want to shave illusion. today, but this took just as much time as like shaving. So I was like, eh, something different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like, haven't wanted to shave lately. So I'm also like, you know, oh, same. panorama mentally ill. I'm just like, do I have the energy to shave? I'll just wear a mask, you know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about and- the mental stuff too, y'all. Cause you yeah. know, we, Fran and I, before our hiatus, we were talking a lot about um, self care and taking care of your noggin because <laughs> this yeah. will mess you up. Like, seriously, just sitting around with me, myself, and I all day long, every day, or worrying about where your coin is coming from next. Like, how are y'all doing? I'll say, I think for me, the one thing that I, I recognize I'm very privileged to have is like, drag is not my main source of income. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I'm yeah. very, blessed and I acknowledge that I, I try to acknowledge that as a person but just like outwardly as well like I don't have to 
like I stopped doing drag in November until now because the cases were going up and I had the option to do that, which, you know, not everyone had that ability to do so. So, you know, it's something that like mental health wise, I'm able to focus on that because I didn't have to put myself in those situations. But I think it's definitely like, I try to take that time to like, make sure that in my job, like when I'm talking to other people that I work with, students that I work with that, like, that's the main focus of I have that ability to focus on it. How do I help other people kind of do that as well? Like what are resources that are at my location of work or in the community that people can utilize? You know, I try to donate money when I can as well, if that's something that I'm able to do. So like my brain's not working. Um, Like the different GoFundMes and things that are um, out there right now, like trying Mm -hmm. to do that as well. Cause if I can't physically participate, I feel like a financial piece still helps in that kind of way. I know for me, I, I got really down. I think, um, once it started because I had just graduated uh, from college in like 2019. So as soon as 2020 hit, it was like three months of um, what do they call after college depression, after college depression, post-grad, oh. right? Post-grad brokenness. Of that part. Well, yeah. yeah. When you realize Heavy. that you worked like so long to get a, a degree that, you know, ultimately like could or could not help you in your life, you know, it just kind of gets oh, you yeah. down. And, and as soon as I got like my confidence and I got back out of like that depression, like the pandemic happened. Mm. So I was like, dang. Well, and you had <laughs> just moved up here. I had just moved to Richmond. I was so excited about it too, because I was like, I'm going to be able to like do more gigs and really get myself out there. And that also, I feel like kind of I don't know. I just feel like I've I've always been making school my priority and I finally have the chance to like be an adult. And then it immediately got crushed by by COVID because now I can't really like enjoy the positive things about being an adult. I'm just worrying about bills and like uh, crying because I only ate once a day. (laughs) Not on purpose either. Like I normally just forget because I'm like, I got to work. But also, like, I'm working at, at uh, Target, too. So I got a job right as soon as COVID started. So I feel lucky and privileged that I was able to even um, get a job right around the time of the pandemic starting. So it's um, a little rough. Well, so I am a full-time drag queen. I used to be a developer at the state. And then I quit that at the end of 2018 because drag was picking up so much. And it was, like, too busy to do both. And I was making way more money from drag. So... Uh, I mean, it affected me a lot. One thing I really uh, learned about myself was I put so much of my, I would say, self-worth into my career and work and stuff. Like, not even the art. I would say more so the business of it. That's what I really like. (laughs) Chicky is a businesswoman. I know. Yeah. I love, love, like, the idea of um, you shouldn't be able to live off of drag, so let me do it well. Like, that like meh, like prove you wrong anyway so i love that but so that was really what hurt me in the <laughs> beginning was like i just yeah. i just felt useless because i didn't have the one thing that for me gives me so much value to you know to myself so i just felt like a useless piece of shit. Yes. really but um i kind of <laughs> I kind of, um, I got really into fitness during the pandemic. So I kind of was able to like put that energy somewhere else. And now like I have, I don't know, it was, it was, it was nice to, uh, be able to dive into like a healthy habit and improve myself. Those vibes over here. Yeah. For real. (laughs) Yeah. So that has really been my saving grace during the pandemic is like working out. And then I will say one thing that is really interesting about the pandemic is I don't know about you ladies but i feel like we've been making way more money per gig um per show during the pandemic like i'm only yeah i'm only working maybe five shows a month right now but like i'm making enough from those five shows to like be alive you know what i mean 
You feel like so, and I think um, care of you. Yeah, people are taking care of us, and I think like virtual tipping is a lot of that. We're pushing virtual tipping so much now; it shows that mm -hmm. people send way more at a time. It's, it's so, so much more convenient. Yeah. And that's something that I was getting into before the pandemic as well. We, we started uh, putting stuff on the TVs at like Thursdays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that that will just be an ongoing thing. I mean, I'm really expecting like a, a nightlife boom after the oh, pandemic. Absolutely. So I'm oh, hoping for sure. Like, oh, it's gonna be I feel like, like July and August and September are going to be literally insane. Yeah, baby, we got we got hard candies and the famous girls planned all Ooh. like August Ooh. on. So we got Ooh. we got plans, baby. Excellent. Um, but yeah, so and I'm and I'm hoping that the virtual tips of it all will continue and we'll continuing to be making more money per show. How about you, Alan? How did you take uh, how did you take care of yourself mentally through all this? So the whole pandemic, I ain't even gonna lie, I struggled a lot mentally. While things were like starting to go really good that year, like, you know, Black Girl Magic was taking off, a lot of good success, getting a lot of momentum, then the pandemic hit and then it just cut straight down. And then like, I put a lot of my focus into my drag and making my drag better. But like that whole time period, I was putting so much pressure on myself to just push myself to be better, like get the makeup better, perform better, do all this other stuff, buy all this new stuff and figure out how to sew, do hair and all this other Yes. And like, I think the pandemic really, it really sucked, but like it helped me in a sense of being able to put a lot of my self-worth into other things besides just my drag. Like just doing things just for me, for who I am out of drag. You know what I mean? For just that person. So like a lot of just focusing on taking a step back from the drag, cause it just, it just took me a lot of time to just get myself back on track, but I got back on track and then bookings and things started to come. And then I like really kind of dug myself out of my little rut that I was in. And then Black Girl Magic has come back. Um, and yeah, things are back on the up and up basically. But it was rough in there. Me and my therapist had many a good old chit chat, but we here now. We love a good therapist conversation, baby. Absolutely. You know that I have her on speed dial. Absolutely. Period. <laughs> I'm always very pro-therapy. It's not talked about enough in the Black community. That part. That. Yeah, therapy is a blessing for sure. And if you don't have one, get one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seriously, get you, get you two. I always say I feel like it should be like as regular as like going to the dentist every like six months or so. I feel like that should be like a regular thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I heard someone say that it's like your brain is basically like a muscle. And if a muscle starts to, you know, get hurt, you have to take mm -hmm. care of it. You know, if you sprain your ankle, you have to be off your ankle. So why not do the same with your brain when you go to therapy and work on your traumas and just different things that you've experienced? You know, you can't expect to grow and evolve in a positive way if you're not going to, you know, take care of it, <laughs> basically. Truth. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th I think COVID was a, don't get me wrong, absolutely negative, terrible but I think it helped a lot of people kind of reflect on like, oh, I was putting too much. And I feel like similar to y'all, like a lot of my worth was like, how, like how much drag stuff can I do? Like how many hair, like how much hair can I do? Yep. How many gigs yep. can I get? How much money can I make? And then I felt like I was putting a lot of my worth in my like work outside of drag as well. And I was like, who, you know, who am having an identity crisis? It's uh, overwhelming. Like, you did that. Yeah, and it's just, it's one of those things where I think it helped people reflect on like, all right, well, what is important? Like, similar to you, yep. Chicky, like I've, I do a lot of physical fitness now and that's been something that like, it, it, it gives you something to look forward to and, you know, life isn't just working. So- Look, I'm ready to go back to life being just working. Yes. 
<laughs> well, I, ha- I have kind of the opposite perspective where I'm like, Jesus, I will never complain about anything about a gig again. Like, I'm just so happy Literally. to work. Shiki is a workaholic. I am such a workaholic. I would, yeah. I would work a show every day if I could. I remember you telling me that. Do too. it well. Hell yeah. It's, I, I am very much ready to work again now that I have my fifth new face. I'm ready. Fifth new face. If new face, I can't. Oh, the pandemic has seen about five, six different melanin faces. I don't know. I can't keep up with them now, but they better because it was looking real ashy a couple years ago. I think that's also something too, like how you guys said you guys were working on your drag. Like I, I feel like that was something that was so important to me because I, whereas I was trying to pinpoint where I wanted my drag to go, and I feel like this pandemic has given me time to really come up with more concepts because I feel like every year with my drag, I'm trying to come up with like a new concept to kind of keep my brain, you know, focused on where I want to go. So I feel like this pandemic kind of gave me time to sit back and not just reflect on my drag, but reflect on who I am and putting more of who I am into my performances and how, and my looks and just making the crowd always feel something. Cause I feel like that's the most important thing for me as a performer and as a drag queen is just to get, you know, get the audience through whatever we're dealing with and make them feel entertained and, and just, feel like that moment of happiness, you know, mm-hmm. especially right now. That's why I love seeing their face after I do a good old cartwheel into a dip. They'll be like, <gasps> and I'm like, yes, baby, that's fine. I found fitness. I found fitness in, in the in the panda bear too. I did. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I don't, I think if I hadn't, I wouldn't have survived. I agree. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I lost 50 pounds and I was happy about it. Yeah. Oh my God, Amazing. you better. Word. Oh, she looks Girl. incredible. And the is, you was always slaying me regardless. Right? Period. Oh, Beautiful. I was, I was coming for that size eight and I was like, you gonna give it Come to me. Come on. Yes, Let's get it. Let's get it. Better. And I was I was in that gym, and then I got to the point where they were acting crazy in the gym, and they weren't oh. cleaning it to my because I'm a German code. They weren't cleaning it to my my standards, so I was like, "That's fine. I'll just make me a gym at home." Uh, and you did, absolutely. Yes. I certainly did. I built me a gym at home, and um, I I've been I've been at it, and so I I think if I hadn't have had that. Um, I've always been into fitness anyway, but I had gotten away from it and you go through, I'm a workaholic too, Chicky. I, I'm, that's me. I actually just left my daytime part-time job that I'm a, I'm a fixer. So I find things and I like to fix things. Right. And, um, I'm an HR professional by profession. Right. And so I was an HR manager for, um, a towing company. And so throughout this panorama, I have been essential staff for this company um, and have been working there for a little over three years. And throughout the pandemic, I had to go and I was just like, this is too much. It was a long commute. Yeah. It was just a lot. I mean, it was an hour from my home. Oh, yeah. That is a drive. Yeah. Yes. And it was putting miles on my car. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself. I bought a new car. And you did. Come you on, got to. get your car. And I was like, we just gonna, we just gonna get this together. And so I left the job like literally last week and uh-huh. all these other, yes, all these other um, businesses. I have others that, you know, I just, I'm always, and then here comes, here comes somebody else. They, I mean, they just keep sending me new business. To, I don't know who keeps mm. signing me up for new businesses. Here we go again. 
Somebody keep signing me up with the SEC with a new Darren business. So here we go. But yeah, like I, you know, I'm fine with working for myself and and making it work. And I work from home, and I'm cool with it. I done made me a cozy little office, and here we go. And um, I I can't I can't say I can't go without working doing something, but um, I can I can make it do right here. But if I hadn't had fitness, I'd have been a sad little puppy too. Because <laughs> I, I think I'm. Yeah. yeah. I th- I feel like I'm a little bit of a workaholic, but I try not to think of it as like work for me cuz like I do um I work at Target, but then I do fashion styling and drag, and I feel like drag is is something that takes up or used to take up a lot of my time, but I was able to kind of balance between fashion styling and, and drag now because of, you know, having to I don't book as many gigs. Um but that kind of helped me put more perspective in seeing it as like you know, something that's fun and work. But like, I try to see it as fun first because then now when I do it, it's like, I get to work with my clients. It's like, it's, it's my time to feel good and like, you know, yeah, feel, was, feel like the normal scene. Yeah, I um, I work from home anyway. I do audio editing for the most part. So I'm at home anyway. So um, during the pandemic, I discovered um, GBBO. Um, I discovered the Great British Bake Off. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I I, I gained the COVID-19 because I couldn't stop baking cakes. (laughs) Oh my God. And so I taught myself to decorate cakes. um, Yes. (laughs) While doing, still doing my audio editing and doing work for the station and whatnot. But I really find it interesting. All the things people have done, like to create work and busy things for themselves during this so that they're not just sitting there staring at the wall and being like oh, I'm talking I could to my not for the millionth it, time today it drives me crazy just like sitting down and not having my brain focused on something yeah I got a whole t-shirt sweatshop in my dining room like <laughs> I just told I just told Melissa today I don't if you want to work your little fingers to the bone for- <laughs> it'll get you going Listen, I got a whole t-shirt sweatshop in my dining room sweatshop oh my god like she was like, "What are What are you doing now?" She's like, "Is that another side hustle?" I was like, "I, I know." I was like, "Just hustle. I don't want another one." But I did buy a whole heat press, and I got some T-shirts to do. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. We love I a word. Logos and come on. There was a racing race car that that's being built. Oh, <laughs> not not, not a race. Car. Not pretend I didn't see. It's just like nope, nope, and a whole logo and. Yeah, so if you guys, uh, if y'all need, um, if y'all need shirts and things to promote yourself, I was just about to say know. so. T-shirt company, yeah. should I, should I contact? Oh my gosh, we could have you walking around Richmond. Everybody has your face. It'd be incredible, right? I mean, I will send you my information. <laughs> yep, my full business is called Francesca's House of Flowers, and she was like, "So it's gonna be Francesca's House of Flowers and T-shirts and 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 cars." <laughs> Cut it off. Cut it off. No more. No more. No more. You better expand the business. We don't need any more. My husband and I run a car dealership already, which we've had for several years. And I have a whole real estate business on my own. We don't need none. Do you know those? Plus Plus these? Huh? You were doing those two plus the HR job plus everything else? Yeah, plus RVA dirt. Yeah. I can barely make a what sandwich a without getting that? stressed out. When, when do you sleep? What? 
Fran, Fran closes her eyes for two moments. You know, yeah, we're and all then like, she's refreshed. Let yeah. us work. Let us. Play. You just reboot. Boom! Here we go. Plug it back in. I yeah. love that though. That's a hustle. That's, That's a hustle. hustle. I do. I have Francesca's a, House of Hustles. That's what, need, that's what it should have been called. Because right. that would have been I, it. I have a whole, I have a whole consulting, like a political consulting firm too. I forgot that, to throw that in there. Yeah, that too. What six yeah. jobs? Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. It's nothing bad. And now apparently I'm she makes you feel so lazy, even though you know you're not. I do feel a little lazy now. I was gonna say no, wow. when you were saying, "Oh, I hate just looking at the wall." I love just looking at the wall. I'm like, I don't have to think for ten minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> blessings. <laughs> I can't clean, clear I mind. Can't, I can't sit still. That's why I understood when when when, when y'all were describing Chicky. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> we here, I man. Can, we here." I can relax after a little bit of. Um, Puff puff pass, but like, right? My What's normal that? self is so jittery. Um, you know, I don't green. No, I can't even. I can't even. Somebody was like, "Hey, you know, we might want to ask ask Melissa." I can't. I cannot partake in the of any of those things because <laughs> I'm terrified that it might slow me down and I might miss something important. I can't. If you know you got a busy day, I probably wouldn't. But for me, I well, know right now I just it all depends on the stress. It depends on who you are. I, in the no, screens. I haven't, I'm still coming down off of caffeine highs since um since my sophomore year of college. I don't <laughs> need, I don't need that. caffeine right now. Like I don't, Absolutely. I don't need it. I don't need it. I am on a natural life high. I am always there. Like I was too scared to ever get into caffeine because I already was like, I have a borderline shopping addiction. I don't need anything else. Like that's that already takes up like most of my money. Yeah, I, I always look. I have there's coffee here too, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I have a water addiction. I drink like a gallon and a half of water a day. That's this, a good. Well, this episode that's brought good to you by yeah. Canada Dry Bold. Bring that back on up. Come on, Canada Dry. Uh, I, I got, know I love you. I got a drawer of Seagrams over there. I got Seagrams. I'm, yeah, I'm a water drinker. Ooh, I, ooh. I, I can't. Mm-mm. I had to start drinking the water just because you said that. Yeah. We have about. 15-ish minutes left and I really oh man mm-hmm. told you it, it flows it, it goes quickly it goes so fast we've been sitting here chitting and chatting child that's how it works that's the so, best that's the best thing though it is so what are you what are what are you got what are you ladies looking forward to in as as we're now coming out of pandemic you know we're now kind of closing out hopefully fingers crossed two shots shawty one shot shawty let's go right now things yes. are open up. You know, what are we looking forward to? And um, we've also gone through a lot, you know, because we talk about politics and, and that's not something we'll, we'll miss out on. Politics has, we've, we've gone through a roller coaster of ish, right? Yeah, you know, of, we really have. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa, right? And so with all of that going on, has any of that affected your lives, your livelihood? Absolutely. Your- any of that yeah like what what has been going on with that because i know that has been i mean she and i can barely keep up with with some of this stuff and so like how i'm so like hyper focused on it like for me i guess for me i just i have to know what's going on because if not my anxiety is going to run wild so i i get a, like a lot into politics and of course because of my you know being black and being queer i feel like the agency of needing to know what's going on like i don't want to wake up one day and my rights are being taken away 
because as we know, under Trump, like child, he was really trying to ruin everything for everybody. And like, mm-hmm. I just, I just was so terrified all the time, not terrified, but I like my anxiety was making me run wild. So the more I knew, the more I was like, at least I know about the bullshit yes. going on. And I'm not just like sitting around because before I want to say before 2016, I was kind of like oblivious to politics. So now I'm like, I want to know what they're saying. I want to know what's going on because they'll say one thing in our face and then go and like, like we're supposed to get what we're supposed to get like 3000. Now we got, we're supposed to get 2000 and you know, like stuff like that. It's just anybody else want to jump in? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They doing the same thing with weed legislation here. Oh, marijuana. Yeah, I've been watching that. I've been trying to keep up with the way they're trying to legalize it. And it looks like it's just an absolute travesty. Are we in surprised? Yeah, so I've actually been following that very closely because I've been heavily involved in that process and it's been wild. Um, so what are they, they saying? Trying to make all kinds of like stipulations and yep. rules and stuff. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. So, you know, you've got different groups that, of course, are trying to advocate for w- one of the issues that that really happened when medicinal was made was legalized was the shutting out of outside groups or or third party groups, um, independent groups that wanted to get into the process, right? And mm-hmm. they made it very, very hard for anybody yeah. that wasn't a big, big group, a big organization to be able to do that. And there was no, there was no cut in, there was no equity in that process. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of organizations really wanted to make sure, and there's two really big parts to that. One part is there's a, a hell of a lot of revenue that's going to be brought in from the legalization. And so as that yeah. revenue comes in, how do we take that revenue and we divert a piece of that revenue, a chunk of that revenue back into the black and brown communities that it has literally had your foot on? Yeah, um, that part. The process, you know what I'm saying? As these people have been locked up, incarcerated, lives have been um, suppressed, depressed, through this process, how do you now create equity in that process in terms of, you know, expungements for those records? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, yeah. and if they are interested in, in uh, getting licensures or, you know, certifications to legally sell now, how do you create equity in that process? Should they be given first priority? Should they, how does mm-hmm. that work, right? How do you give them the proper training? They, just because um, they sold weed on the street, right? Doesn't mean that they know the proper process for growing, for distribution, for all of these other things to meet the criteria, right? And so how do you create equity in that process? And the other piece is you have, you know, a whole situation surrounding how do you keep the bigger groups from coming in and, and swooping all of those licensures away? And they've been looking at, as, as the, the bill have, has been and the bill's numerous have been drafted they've been looking at different models you know they looked at jersey they looked at chicago they looked at you know, or illinois they looked at um colorado you know they looked at all these different places as the models and they looked at baltimore or maryland you know all these places were may have been models but so many people did it one way and then they realized that their model wasn't perfect right their model lost and so then so many people, so many of those models, they, when they realized, oh, we tried this and we tried to write equity into this, but we effed up. So, so learning from the mistakes of the others. But not only that, but these other models, well, even once they figured out that they did something wrong, they tried to go back and fix it, right? And that's, that's the odd thing with equity. When you 
when you go in um, and you realize, oh, well, this is how we uh, distributed the, the licensures, right, for legalization. We, we messed this up. So now let's go and try back, try to go back and fix it. How do you go back and fix it? And, I mean, that's reparations, right? That's a, how do you go back and fix that? And it's very hard to do that backwards, right? Because yeah. we already started the process. And so they call themselves looking at these other models to try to fix, fit themselves around. But that's the thing about the Commonwealth. We don't function and we don't have the same parameters as some of these, some of these other places. Mm -hmm. And so you've also got egos involved. You've got people speculating that, you know, legalization is not going to be passed right now because, you know, you've got this current governor is worried about a legacy and other governors, you know, they want it to be passed on to the next governor so that they can get credit and blah, 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 blah. So you've got all these things that are working in tandem and really think about who would govern the process. So if it does get legalized, who's going to be the governing board? And right now it's gone under ABC, right? Well, if you're talking about creating equity and a sense of equity through an equity lens, ABC is historically white, <laughs> white old money, right? Yo. So if you're talking about creating equity, how is that going to work, right? So they're like, we don't want ABC to be involved. We want to create an, an equity board. Somebody, we need to create another organization to you know, to, to look at the, um, the control of, of the legalization of marijuana. And so if that's going to be the case, you know, then who's that organization? That's months in planning. That's something. So even if you do pass the bill and you legalize it, it's going to take time to create and craft that board that whatever, whatever that's going to look like. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all these things are kind of, so it's not just a boom, it's legalized, let's spark up. Like, <laughs> and Lord knows I wish it was, child. It's <laughs> never that simple with stuff like never. that. You know, they're always going to try to not make it Virginia, difficult. Child. Yeah, especially in Virginia. Like, they do not. <laughs> and people don't understand. And I think that's the part. Like, people are looking at this thinking, yes, this is what's going to happen. This is going to be quick. We're going to be good. I can, I, can I can stop hiding my weed plant in the closet. I can put that bad boy on the front porch and everything's Gucci. No. Nope. <laughs> not going to work that no, Not going to be that way. Um, we still got several years before we get to that process, I think, because, you know, people are still fighting back. You even got people that think, you know, you've had several folks um, in legislation speak up and say, well, uh, there's a, we're talking about a lot of money, a lot of revenue that's going to be taken in from the prospect of legalization. And folks have stepped up and said, okay, well, one of the things we've had that have been historically defunded is our pre-K education, right? Mm -hmm. And that disproportionately affects black and brown students, right? Mm -hmm. in, the, in the state of Virginia. And education is the foundation of, 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 of your everything, right? And you got people that are like, F them kids. I was about to say, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> F them kids. <laughs> and the only reason they're saying that is because they're black and brown. And, 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 and they're like, but it's black and brown people saying it. They're like, no, nah. they're like, right. They're like, no, F them kids. The state is responsible for paying for mm -hmm. education, for mm -hmm. education. Let the state figure out how to fully, how to fund that. That is their responsibility anyway. That money needs to go to X, Y, Z. And it's like, but this already, that, that disproportionately affects us anyway. Why can't we figure this out? Well, they shouldn't have defunded the da da da, like, bruh. Uh -huh. Yeah, so it's a it's whole just mess. Crazy. It's crazy because it's a lot of money it's a lot of revenue that's going to be coming in and I mean I've had these arguments I've had people come to me and be like okay well look I think that 
you know, you're kind of in the mix here. Can we talk about this? We think that X amount of dollars should go to, should come out of the state, you know, budget and it should just go to the black community. And I was like, okay, so could you tell me in the state budget, which line item says the black community? <laughs> where is that? Like there has to be a line item that we have to tell me where this line, I like, what does that line item say? Where that, I don't remember seeing that in the state budget that says the black community. Like we have to find- And that's, that's what I mean. Like, like just how people, they'll, they'll say one thing, but then when it's, when it's all said and done, it's like all these stipulations are involved. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. This doesn't sound like anything that I thought it was before, you know? Cause they always, they always hide the details, you know, where they know people aren't really gonna go and read them. Or, or they don't know, or they just talk a lot of stuff and they don't know what the hell they talking about. Like- That too. We want such and such to go to the black community. What What is that? What is that? The black community CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like where like where in the black community where and then when we say okay in the black community in education and they're like f them kids hold on sir wait no. <laughs> see we managed to tag politics in anyway so how did that bring that in so yeah it's just that, crazy. that's what's going on with that before we close out i wanted to make sure that y'all got an opportunity to shout out like all of your social media, any upcoming yeah. shows that you're putting on from April on, because this will actually air the first week of April. Um, anything from there on, any way folks can contact you, come see you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, however, you yeah, whatever there you want to do, uh, make sure that you promote the yes. out of yourself. That's all right, well, I'll start. Um, everyone, if you're wondering where you can find me, you can find me on Facebook at Javon Love, J-A-V as in Victor, O-N-L-O-V-E. And you can find me on Instagram. Um, that's J-A-Y underscore S-L-A-Y-S 23. My cash out is, well, I always got to remember because I- <laughs> You need better handles. I know, I changed it twice. <laughs> I need to change it, but um, it is J A Y uh, dash styles twenty three. <laughs> I remembered. I remember this time. I'm not going to remember that for real. <laughs> and um, I believe shows in April. Oh, I'm going to be doing Black Girl Magic um, with the host Melanin Monroe. April third. That's going to be a day. <laughs> that's going to be a day, child. And it's going. We are all going to be because we got dancers, dancers in the show, child. Hello. Hello. Okay. Well, I guess picking back and off of that, I can go ahead and go. Um, yes, the name is Melanin Moneybag Monroe. I can be found on Twitter at Moneybag Monroe. Found on Instagram at Melanin Monroe RVA. If you want to like to Venmo me, you can catch that on Venmo at Moneybag Monroe or Cash App Moneybag RVA. Um, I yeah, host Black Girl Magic first Saturday of every month currently at Fallout. Those tickets can be found on all of my links on all of my social media pages. <laughs> and that's it. Who wants to Go identity. Hello. Um. So my wow, my brain stopped working. My main form of contact and social media is Instagram. You can find me at identity crisis xo, i d e n t i t y crisis xo. Um. Same as my Venmo and Cash App. They're all identity crisis xo, and my Twitter is also identity crisis xo without the e's because character limits um i currently don't have any <laughs> upcoming shows because i was in hiding um but i'm gonna get out there sooner rather than later i'll hey you eventually... need to pick up your damn foxtails from me uh, i'll be at the black girl magic show so i'll see you then 
I'm not booked in that. Uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> to attend. She, Sticky will be working. <laughs> Y'all never know when she might make an appearance. I'm just joking. I can't do that. <laughs> Y'all never me. know when she'll show up. All the bookings I've given you, Melanin. No, I can't do that. I'll get them from you eventually. Okay, good. I'll invite them. you to the cookout when that gig starts happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'm Chicky Parm. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Chicky Parm. That's C H I C K I Parm. And that is my cash app as well, dollar sign Chicky Parm. Right now, I'm doing a brunch the first Saturday of every month at the Camel, um, which has been great so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right so underneath that- the station. That's exciting. Oh, really? Oh, my God. It yeah. really is. Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't realize that. I, that I, I live like right there, too. We're, we're neighbors. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, and Melanin will be in that show. That's on the next one's April 3rd, the first Saturday of every month, Brunch at the Camel. And then I'm doing Extra Cheese Dragon Comedy Show at Fallout the third Saturday of every month. So that's a night show. So um, yeah, first Saturday of every month, Brunch at the Camel, third Saturday of every month, Extra Cheese at Fallout. Excellent. Well, y'all, thank you. Thank you for this lovely, rousing conversation. It's been a blast. Definitely a Thank you for having us. Oh, anytime. Thank you so much for the invite. Yeah, anytime. You ever just want to kind of like chat and, um, you know, (laughs) whatever. Here we are. We have a platform. Might as well use it for, (laughs) you know, to promote the folks we love the most. Not to mention, y'all talk about great topics. Thank you. We have a lot of um, really cool shows coming up, uh, so you know, pay attention. Hopefully, Ooh. something will catch your, you know, catch your fancy. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's budget season for us in uh, RVA Council Land, so you know that's a hot topic. Um, really <laughs> sexy. <laughs> that's where we'll I'm be like... most occupied, probably. Oh, sorry, y'all couldn't even hear me. I was complaining about seven hundred and eight pages long. Yeah, the, oh, were you really? The budget really? is 708 pages. I'm sorry. Oh my God. All, it's a, it's it's a tome. That's 707 no, more than I'm willing to read. Yeah. That part. <laughs> I know. I like the highlights. I'm like, who's going to give Can me I get the cliff a PowerPoint presentation? I'm working on the cliff notes. I'm working on the cliff notes. Okay. Yeah, we love a cliff note version. Yeah, I need to. You need to close us out, Fran. But again, thank y'all so much. This has been a blast. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right, Fran. Close it. All right. So y'all know what time it is. New Jersey has dirty water. Flint definitely certainly still does. And I think Petersburg, they told me does too. So we might need to check on that, you know, get your bottle of water. Okay. RPS was fully funded last year and we working on budget season. So I'm going to need for council to go ahead and make sure that RPS is fully funded this year and next year into infinity and beyond. Buzz like your style. Let's get it done. Okay. And just in case you didn't know, I know it, you know it, we all know together. Richmond is most certainly still racist, but we're working on it. One day at a time. Talk to you next week.